Hey everyone and welcome to the Just Chatting podcast, a podcast discussing all things fitness, well-being and mindset, hosted by yours truly, Jessica Banhan. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Just Chatting podcast. I am joined by a guy who I've been following, I think, probably since the level up event in April of this year as well um and I just was like dying to get you on this podcast because I feel our values align I feel this could be a good crack as well I just feel like we're going to be laughing a lot I don't know why Um, but that is the incredible online coach Lewis Potts Lewis thank you for joining me thank you very much thank you for having me are we excited we're nervous though yeah, a little bit nervous. It's only my, it's only my second, like I said before we started recording, it's only my second podcast appearance. So a little bit nervous, but more excited. Yeah, I feel it's going to be definitely a valuable conversation, if anything, as well. I think you're, you were definitely someone who, like, inspires me, I think, in a way. Even, like, the messages that you put up on, like, your stories or, like, your content as well. I think, like, I'm, I'm even drawn to it from, like, a coach, coaching perspective as well. And just even from the passion of it passion about mindset as well I think it's just me truly um exciting but I suppose to kind of start off with let's talk about how you got into coaching yeah of course um so it's a bit of a long-winded story so I'll kind of try and blast through it um essentially I've always been into the training side of things I've played very high level sport my entire life um but never the diet inside of things like I'm not sure if you'll have seen from my page I used to be walking around 150 plus kgs uh, and, and it just yeah. never really bothered me. Um, my One of my best friends was an online coach, um, a very successful online coach. And essentially at the time of him offering me a job, I was DJing full-time. Like, so it's, okay. a, it's a quite a, quite a bit of a career change. Um, essentially he just needed help me. He needed help. He needed somebody to organize his life, to do his admin, to make sure that he basically stayed alive whilst he was working with 90 plus clients and that kind of stuff um so that's how it started it was just something that I did during the days because obviously DJ lifestyle I was pretty much get up at like midday go to the gym chill until my gig started at 10 p.m and and, and I had all this spare time um and then I kind of sat alongside him whilst he was doing his feedbacks and I was like yo this is sick I was like this is meant and I was seeing like the physical results that he was getting with people but also the value to their life I guess that they were getting from it mm. and I was like I want to do that straight away I was like I want to do that so I said I can't, we kind of had the conversation um and then essentially I stopped DJing um just out cold because the kind of the, the it, what he said to me is essentially right okay you're going to shadow me for the next three four months and I'll teach you everything that I know and and that's exactly what happened so I went from getting in from gigs at 5am to getting up at 5am to go to his house to, to, to basically sit next to him whilst he worked. Um, and it just kind of developed from there. So then I eventually ended up coaching for him under his brand, Get Results Training, um, and just kind of like learned my craft there through group coaching. Uh, we had a quite a successful group coaching program. And then from that, I started to take my own one-to-one clients on, went and got qualified and all that kind of stuff. And and yeah, it got to the point now where he's kind of moved out of the coaching space and into the business mentorship space. Um, and he basically said, I'm doing this. You need to set up on your own. So it's kind of, it was kind of a trial by fire because I'd always, I'd always coached for him, but never had to do any of the business stuff. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't even really post on 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 Instagram about fitness and and coaching and stuff. It was just he was getting that many applications that I was getting clients passed through him and 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 yeah. So that was I believe it was November no November September October November last year. And and since then I've kind of developed body and brain coaching, which is the the business that I run now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it really. That's how I got into coaching. Is it mad how things can kind of like turn out the way? they do because like even for me I started getting into fitness the first of July 2019 which was like you know like three years ago and that's pretty much the same date that I got into it is it mad they, oh my god this is like a sign I fucking love it bloody love it but like it's it's just mad like how just something like that can just change your life completely like look at you look at that now it's like all the years that have passed and it's kind of like oh my god like you know what I'm a true believer that like you are one decision away from a completely different life and that's what it is and I think a lot of people don't realize that and they realize the power of the power of choice I think um is what a lot of people have but something that you touched upon as well there is you said you noted the the value it that it can add to people's lives versus the physical results as well um because obviously like body and brain like you know like you know you are very much passionate about your mindset as well so it's like when you started being coached by um by him as well like were you just started being driven by the physical results and then the mindset came on top of it or were you always passionate about how you could see the value in the in terms of like the mindset growth yeah so i guess it's a little bit of both um Get Results Training were very much a body transformation company. It was very, very little about mindset. It was, it was, you you come here, you want to get in shape, we'll do that. And, and that's what we'll do. Um, but obviously, kind of along this process, I realized that I can't really be walking around at 150 kilos myself. Like I've kind of got to do it myself. Um, so it was more, it was more from a personal point of view. Like I started going through my own transformation. Uh, obviously, I found, found out about my, heart condition which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point um and pretty much had to had to change my entire life so I had to stop playing sport I had to stop training like overnight um and then yeah so I I went and got my own coach who I'm still working with now um and and it's it's more the 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 development I've seen in myself through the mindset that's kind of really kind of ignited that passion for the mindset side of things um, and it's something that we used to kind of focus on in passing uh, with clients that get results training. But as soon as I had the chance to take my own business in its own direction, I was like, right, okay, like this is, I, I know, I know firsthand that this is as important, if not more important than calories and steps and, and, and training pro- pro- programs and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it, like, even now, I suppose as well, do you feel like I suppose like again this is like you know it's a a very common question that I do ask is like the power of social media and the physique side of things as well like do you do you have clients maybe maybe again you you might have your niche like again as I know I know you have your niche and who you like to target as well but do you think people are still being driven by just seeing results and not actually seeing the value we could have in terms of like the other elements of their life in terms like their mindset like do, do you still be like like how I suppose like would you te- like uh, I suppose like support people who go through like constantly looking at transformations and comparing themselves as well and how social media can play games on your mind yeah for sure I, I believe I genuinely do believe it's getting better um, okay. I, th- I think that things are changing a little bit I think people are becoming a little bit smarter um whether that's whether that's a, 
maybe it's a combination of people um, like yourself and, and myself and, and other like kind of bigger profiles that are now putting an emphasis on, on not just the physical side of things. There's still definitely an aspect of it. And I still, I'm, I know there's this whole thing in the industry at the minute about, should you post transformation pictures? I still post them um, because for some people, fat loss is, is their goal. And the best way to show kind of fat loss and evidence of fat loss is a picture, right? Um, I think, yeah, so, so, I do think that people are still driven by the, the, the physical side of things, the aesthetic side of things. But I also think that's not a bad thing. Um, like, like you said, like you touched on my niche is people that have got a decent amount of weight to lose. So it's not about getting in. It's not about getting abs for a beef with the lads. It's about losing some weight will more than likely improve your health and, and, and your life and stuff like that. So I think, I think it's a bit of both. Um, but yeah, it's definitely getting better. I'd, I'd be quite interested to hear your um, your, your opinion on that as well. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of like the same. I'm kind of like I'm I've been on the fence with it since I started coaching. I remember when I first started coaching, and I think it was like four months in, and I had like a few like transformations or whatever, and I was kind of like, I don't know whether I want to post this or not because like at the time I didn't want to be a transformation coach. That's that's not what my intention was as well. Um, I don't know if I'd even call myself that now currently. So like I have people that I actually have like the Instagram Instagram post saved in my drafts to be like, I have this post ready to go of this girl or whatever, just of like what they achieved as well. And I suppose like, you know, it's, you know, a picture, yes, can say a thousand words, but also like you do not know that person. I suppose like it's the self-comparison. Like, like a lot of people that would come to me are comparing themselves to others. Like I can even hear the way they're talking on like, you're consuming too much social media content because you're already thinking like you can't do it based yeah. on what you, you are comparing yourself to someone else who's completely different genetics and lifestyle yeah. and all that kind of jazz as well um but like yeah like look I you know I'm now starting to really kind of focus on like photo shoot prep as well so I want to be able to showcase well I I can coach a client for a photo shoot so yeah. I need to do um transformation and stuff like that as well so like like that I will you know similarly I will post post them when I do have them but it's not my main like oh this is how I market like I don't want to be yeah. known as oh well I'm using this photo for the purpose of marketing it's kind of like I'm doing this to share an amazing client journey that's yeah. what it's just sharing the inspiration but yeah. like I mostly like share and like like you do yourself you share the weekly weekly wins that's yeah. those are like what literally like my soul on fire as well and that's what I love as being my way of to like helping people to be like look some people's goals this week was just that they meal prepped and I'm like that's still a win regardless of what what it is and yeah. I think we we tend to sometimes some of the people tend to disregard their weekly wins and I'm like your weekly wins could honestly just push you forward as well and again I know that's something that you definitely praise about as well as weekly wins yeah yeah for sure um it's you me and you both know as coaches and 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 again people are getting smart to this now but people do want that kind of the weight loss goal the measurements the pictures all that kind of stuff but me and you both know and, and that it is focusing on those kind of daily weekly kind of processes so whilst whilst the end goal or one of the end goals for a lot of my clients is to get in shape right not like shredded obviously but in like in better shape than they're in now yeah. we'll always be focusing on right okay well what's your daily goal fuck the six month nine month 12 month goal is like what we're doing today to move the needle closer to that and that's where the daily wins like you said uh for some people it's meal prepping for some people it's not opening my fitness pal it's it's very it, it's it's very much based on the individual um but kind of 
having having the end goal in mind but shifting the main focus away from it is something that I'll make sure that I do with every single client because if you've got quite a significant end goal and that's a year or 18 months away not a fucking chance are you staying motivated for a year or 18 months do you know what I mean like there's there's no way like I didn't took me 18 months to lose my weight not a chance was I like motivated every single day but focusing on the things that I could do on a day-to-day basis that kind of the idea of the, the the bare minimum that I would set myself um that that kind of I know it's such a cliche but being fairly process driven rather than I'm just doing this for the pictures is is something that I'd recommend every coach starts to do um with, with the clients for sure yeah and a lovely word there that you mentioned and I say lovely word whereas like I don't like the word is the word motivation so yeah. when you have someone that says oh I'm not feeling motivated today I'm not feeling motivated to do this or whatever What's your response? How do you tackle that conversation? So it's interesting. You hear so many cliches like, oh, motivation is just a spark and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, which it's kind of true. Um, my take on motivation is that it comes in it comes in waves. Um, it's transient, just like everything. Make the most of it while, while I sit here. But I, I, something that I spend a lot of time with, with, with um, my clients is actually understanding that cycle of like, when you start something, it's new and exciting. You're, you, you're real optimistic about it. You're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm doing this. I've got a new training program. I'm going to make this. I'm going to achieve this. And then it kind of like starts to starts to like dwindle as we both know. Uh, and that's what I'll, 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 I'll refer to as like, right, okay, we've got informed optimism. Like we're ready. Like then we've got informed pessimism. That's where you start to realize, shit, this is hard. Like this is going to take me x amount of months weeks years right and that's where that's the point where the, there's no motivation and and, and we, we all talk about motivation versus discipline but that's the point where the discipline really kicks in you keep making progress you keep turning up day after day doing whatever your bare minimums are and then soon enough you'll be back into informed optimism because you'll start to realize yeah it is hard but i'm fucking doing it anyway mm. like, i'm making progress anyway so I've just jumped off the webinar, the EIQ webinar, and, this, and we spoke about it on that. And it's about like, they use the analogy for marathon. It's like nobody quits in the first five miles and nobody quits in the last five miles because the first five miles are like, oh my God, this is so fun and exciting. And then the middle bit, you're like, shit, this is terrible. <laughs> like I'm bored, I'm tired, I'm achy. But then the last five miles, you're like, I can literally see the end. Like, let's go. Like, like I, I can finish this now. So mm. it's, if we were to draw it on a graph of like an inverted view, it's that it's this side of each, it's each side of it. That's where motivation comes. And something that I regularly do with clients when we're talking about this is I'll tell them on their first ever call, I'll be like, in six weeks, you're not going to want to do this. Like in, in six weeks, you're not going to be motivated. And some people might think that's a weird, weird kind of tactic to use, but I'd rather that than, and then be aware of it and know that it's coming and get to six weeks and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm quitting. Yeah. And it's telling people what they need to hear versus what they want to hear. I think when people hire a coach, they might have the expectation where we're going to like push you and we're going to motivate you and all that kind of jazz and have these like very weird expectations of coaches. Cause again, I think, I think online coaching is still relatively new in the grand scheme of things. So I would take it with online fitness coaching as well. Obviously the pandemic is massively uh, grown it and you know which is obviously phenomenal but I suppose like people are still a bit unsure about online coaching and people think like we're available 24 7 that we can push you all the time and motivate you when you're not feeling that great as well but like unfortunately as coaches we're not superhuman as well um but I think you know you've very similar tactic to me I will tell a client what they need to hear versus what they want to hear if they've had a crap week 
I'm not I'm like I'm not going to be like but you did amazing whatever like if I know that they did something if they did like if they made one promise to themselves if it regards how small it is I will give them the encouragement and support and stuff like that as well but like there's sometimes when there's sometimes when is there are moments where you need a bit of tough love in yeah. the best way possible and it is it's coming from the love part as well and I'll always explain some like look you may not like this answer but this is what you need to hear and then they're like oh okay cool as having that you know respect as well and I think you know something that I've seen from a lot of people is that like when things get bad that's when people tend to quit as well yeah. so um how do you how do you advise clients or how do you kind of approach a situation where people feel like they're about to give up what is like if someone's come to you now they're with you maybe like you know 10 weeks or 15 weeks or 20 weeks whatever and they're like it's like I'm not really seeing progress now if I think I might give up or whatever how how do you overcome that battle as a coach yeah no it's a, it's a great question and I guess to answer it it's kind of going back to the thing that you said about like people think that we're there to motivate them 24 7 is I've had this conversation recently is that even if I could as a coach be there to motivate you 27 24 7 I wouldn't do it yeah. And people are like, what? And I'm like, because you need to be, you need to have, you need to be empowered, right? This is, I can't be there to drag you through the entire journey. And this is something that I will say to people if they're like, I'm not seeing progress. And I'm like, we need to, we need to focus on empowerment right now. And, and they might not be seeing progress in, on the scales, or they might not be seeing progress in pictures, but what we'll do is we'll sit and we'll go through everything. And this is something that happens quite regularly with me, because again, a lot of my clients do have a significant journey ahead of them um so as we've just spoke about motivation does come and go and and, and this is something that we experience so it will be things like focusing on right what progress have you made and it might not be a number it might not be measurable it might not be the skills it might not even be you've got stronger in the gym but it might be i'm making way better decisions now than i was six mm. months ago it might be um, I had a shit day at work last week and six months ago before I started working with you, that would have resulted in me face planting dominoes. This time I went out for a walk with my dog. Like, so so there's pro- it, it's, it's really kind of shifting their focus because like I kind of touched on earlier, everybody wants the scales to drop. Everybody wants the measurements to drop. But by focusing on that, you don't get that. Mm. By focusing on those kind of daily decisions and 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 sitting with a client and not and not telling them, asking asking the right question at the right time of like, right, okay, I know that you feel like this, but if you had to pick one moment right now of where you can see evidence that you've made progress, what would it be? Mm. And just not letting them off the hook because if they've if they're ten weeks in, six months in, and they've not made progress, that's our fault as coaches, right? It's not their fault. So we know there's there's progress there to be found, but we also can't be responsible for the one like, oh, well, you've done 10,000 steps today. No, 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 no. Because again, that's, it's not empowering them. It's, it's kind of telling them in the hopes to try and get them to continue coaching, right? It needs to be, it needs to be their decision. And something that I'm big on is like the whole idea of it being client-centered. Like it needs to be client-led. It needs to be client-driven. Whilst it'd be great to just send somebody a plan and go, if you follow this, you'll get in shape. It doesn't work like that. Right. It needs to be it needs to be very much about empowerment, about, about not motivating people, but inspiring people. Mm. And and what I've found is the best way to do that is, again, it sounds a little bit out there, but it comes from within. Right. The best inspiration is when you realize something. It's not when somebody tells you something. Mm. So you might have realized with feedbacks if you say to somebody or oh, you, you just need to do this and they might not implement it. But then if you sit on a call with them and they come to that decision themselves, then 
then that's from within it's empowerment and they're much more likely to actually take that action yeah because like i suppose at the end of the day like a client's coming to you to help you or for you to help them with their goal it's their goal at the end of the day like we can't help you get your steps in we can't force you to go to the gym if you want your goal bad enough you are going to have to do the work possible we will we're as coaches we're going to coach you we're going to support you guide you educate you empower you was obviously empower such a, a beautiful word there as well like those are the things that we're going to do but like you know we have the responsibility as coaches to do all those those things but unfortunately i cannot meal prep for you that is your responsibility but i suppose like you know like we work with adults as well so it's kind of like you are an adult you are responsible for like your goals well i suppose like something that i've seen as well is that like and it's and it's kind of hard as well because again like i'm still new into coaching i'm only coaching a year and a half so i'm still learning the whole like um i suppose like kind of stepping back like sometimes i'll take on a client and i'm like god like i want their goal more than they do and yeah. it's like it's very very hard i don't think people realize the battles that we have as coaches like like coaching is an incredible job and look we, we both love our jobs 100 but there's some things where like you even learn about yourself as a human you're like yeah. oh my god like i why do i want this go more than they do why am i pushing them that much and they're not making any changes though as well because like you obviously mentioned the thing there where it's like oh we have the responsibility to coach if they haven't seen results 10 weeks in but if they're not seeing results it's kind of like are they doing the work as well there's there's two sides to that coin um as well but i think like coaching like we we've i've left learned a lot about myself over the last year and a half and i'm like i'll be amazed to see what i learned in my next year and a half as well because one of the things is like that i'm now i will have a bit of a people pleasing I suppose behavior that I'm still trying to improve on. I'm definitely working on over the last two months as well. But like, yeah, it's it's wanting to go more than the client does. That's that's a big issue for me that I'm trying to work on. Don't know whether yeah. that, that's something you've I've definitely been guilty of that as well. Definitely been guilty in that as well. Uh, guilty of that. And it's and I've already mentioned it, but I'll champion it forever. It's that's something I learned from the IQ. Uh, it's something that I have. Um, I I've got like a mental well-being specialist that works for body and brain now. But part of that service is I'll sit on a call with her and and essentially use her to sound off against, and she'll make me realise that I still do that. I I think it's very normal, right? Is um, it's very normal for us us as coaches is we want the best for the client. Mm. If they sit down on their initial call with us, it's it's really interesting. We're probably going to go off on a bit of a tangent here, but they might they might think that they want a fat loss goal because they think that's the goal that they should want. Mm. So they sit, they come to us and like, oh, I really want to lose, I, I want to lose weight. I want to get in shape. I want to do this. I want to do that. It might, that might not actually be their goal. So we, we get invested in that and we're like, right, okay, this is what we've got to do. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Within four weeks, they might've realized, actually, I don't really want that. That's mm -hmm. okay. But we're still like, oh no, you said you wanted fat loss. You said you wanted fat loss. Let's do it. Let's do it. And, and, and like you, you touched on earlier is, and, and, and I've kind of touched on as well as this idea of it being client-led and you've got to create that space where that client can come to you and be like, actually, I don't want that. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want that. I want to focus on, I don't know, just going to the gym four times a week. Like, yeah. I'm, actually, I'm actually like fairly happy with like, like where I'm at. Uh, I don't want to focus. I don't want to have to do 15,000 steps every single day. So, so yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's, there's a lot of interesting theory behind that, behind why we as coaches will get more invested than a client yeah and uh, like for anyone that's listening it's kind of like make sure that you you as a client want your goal more than you your coaches because like at the end of the day we could only push you so far 
um, to get you to where you want to be and where you deserve to be as well. Like, again, if you put in the work and you really, you, like, again, like your coach, and again, like, this is something I've, I've said to a lot of people that started with me recently. I've told them, I'm like, I only take on people that I believe have the potential and who who I know can believe in their potential as well. Um, and I've truly seen that from the people that I've taken on. I'm just like, oh my God, these are girls that are like, because I work with mostly females, like these are girls who literally are doing such incredible hard work. And it's like, they're really recognizing their progress each week, whether it's getting an extra, you know, they're they're being more consistent with their training. They've got an, an extra PB this week or whatever it is. It's just like, this is just truly rewarding when you see people realizing the power that they can have to actually live a happier life as well. Um, because obviously, like again, and I think it's very important that like, it is okay for your goals to change. If you decide, oh, I want to do fat loss, but you end up deciding, Joe, you know I actually just want to build muscle. That's what I want to do. Change the goal. If you're not aligned with it, change the goal. There's nothing wrong with it. The coach will align to, as you said, being client-led, you know, make that decision. Like, you know, I think, you know, even though we'll give your gut, give the guidance as a coach, I think it's important that coaching is a two-way system and not to always feel like it's us giving the orders or the instructions. It's kind of like you have a say in your journey. And I think it's important for clients to maybe be vocal about that as well. I suppose that's probably something you encourage um, as well, because as you said, you ask clients the questions as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, I don't want to do this. I, I, on the last, on the only other podcast that I ended up uh, going on, I ended up ranting about the fitness industry, but <laughs> it's, it's one of the, it's, yeah, I guess it's one of those things is certain coaches aren't approachable. Mm. Like there's certain coaches and a lot of the clients that I work with, not all of them, but a lot of them have had bad coaching experiences before. Mm. And we also have to understand, and again, this is why we're doing this podcast because me and you are very much in the same boat here, but we have to understand that, right? We have to understand that they might already have some sort of predetermined bias against coaches because of previous experiences. So it's, it's like I said, it's just creating that environment and, and, and letting them know from day one that you are on their team, that you, you are compassionate, like, which, which is not, you're not going to let them off the hook. You're going to give them the tough love when it's needed. It comes with both of it, but also like, ultimately, like you said, like, like we keep coming back to, it's their goal. <clears throat> it's, it's their journey. Um, it, it has to be for them. And all I can do as a coach is deliver what you ask me to. So if you don't ask me to deliver something, I'm like, I'm great at my job, but I'm not a mind reader. hundred percent. I totally agree. I think leading on from, I suppose, like the change in goal as well, because like, obviously you kind of had a change in goal when your health had to become number one. That's where I'm leading on to now. See the, the nice transition I made there. Actually, I wrote down, this is how I'm going to link it in. Talk us through about what happened with your heart surgery and how that happened. Yeah, of course. Um, so basically, uh, I was playing high-level American football in Australia, which is a weird like thing. On the yeah, um, and essentially, I was playing like fairly high-level, um, and I went to get a. I, I had a, I had a, a bit of a knock to the head in one session, and, and felt fine, and and then a couple of days later, I woke up and I'd kind of. I, I don't know what it was. My speech was all fucked up like I was trying to talk in sentences and the words were coming out in the wrong order and it was like wild so I was like right sorry I, I thought I'd turn my notifications off I apologize I don't know if you can hear that <laughs> okay. um 
which I was like, this is wild. So obviously I went to get a, I went for a bit of a, a, a checkup and they ran all sorts of scans through me. Like, like they checked my arteries in my neck. I think they were looking for like a blood clot or a stroke or whatever. Um, all turned out to be fine, but they found basically a bicuspid aortic valve, which is the main valve in your heart made up of two bits instead of three without spending ages going into the science of it. Um, something that you're born with it's something that one in 100 males have got um but but it's it's very much still unknown um the risks are if you if you play if you live like a intense life playing sport training that kind of stuff which is something that i've been doing my entire life um as your blood pressure increases it forces more blood into your heart than it can pump out and you start to stretch the walls of your heart which is obviously not ideal so i developed an aneurysm um, they basically said <laughs> the guidance in Australia was, well, you, you're fine. You're, you're, you're an athlete. Just carry on. So I did. Right. So I played another two seasons. I carried on training. I was powerlifting at the time as well. I was 150 kilos, like just walking time bombing my chest. Um, then I moved back from Australia to England. Obviously, I had to update the NHS and, and they basically pulled me straight into an office, sat me down and said, stop right now. Like, or you, 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 you're really at risk, like you're very much at risk. So yeah, kind of overnight, I had to, um, I, I had to stop training. I had to stop playing sport. I had to stop everything, but I'd already started my own weight loss journey. A lot of people think that I started losing weight to look after my heart. I was already 30 kilos down by this point. So it's already something that I decided I want to do. I'd been coaching for four months at this point. Um, and then, yeah, it was pretty much that. Uh, I, I, I dropped a load of weight. I lost 65 kilos. Um, I gave myself the goal of a photo shoot to try and drive me to it. And, and that was all well and good. Um, and then, obviously, throughout this time, they kept checking up on my heart. And they were like, oh, well, the aneurysm stopped growing, essentially. You'll be fine, right? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, it stopped growing and I'm technically safer now, but I can't train. I can't run. Like I have to be careful when I'm jumping out of bed for a piss, because if I, if the blood pressure increases, I was like, do something about it. And they were like, no, 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 no. Like you don't, you don't need it. Like when the thing that they can do about it is open heart surgery, valve replacement, replacing the aortic root. It's quite a, quite a big surgery. And they were like, you might need it when you're like, 50 60 like i'm like there's not a chance that i'm going the next 20 25 30 years of my life like this like like safe but not able to do anything right it, to the point where it used to be little things like I, I i'd have to ask if i could go on a roller coaster do you know like little things that you wouldn't think about like so so i kept pushing and pushing and pushing um and basically kicked off that much that they allowed me to have the surgery so i kind of chose to have open heart surgery last year in December obviously it was successful otherwise <laughs> I wouldn't be sat here now um so yeah it's been it's been it's been quite a it's been quite a ride and how are you feeling right now as in right this second right this second how are you feeling pretty hungry <laughs> um no I, I'm Same. like well, always hungry but like you know <laughs> so yeah, prepped, you're, so. you're prepping right it's, it's something that you've accepted no, um, it's my choice but yeah, yeah absolutely but so, like, yeah your health and like I suppose like where everything is in your life right now how how's everything been like I suppose like have you had any kind of I suppose like when you have such a health scare like that as well like you know now that you're sitting here with me as well like have you had any I suppose like cliches it sounds moments of realization or empowerment or enlightenment now that you've kind of like 
I suppose like it's probably brought a spark in you probably a little bit more in terms of coaching as well to be like crap like I want people to make sure that they actually prioritize their health over yeah yeah uh, body transformation as well I think that's probably again maybe where your values are more aligned as well yeah yeah uh, many uh, and again you mentioned the word cliche so many cliche like like light bulb moments um so obviously the, when I first found out I went very much into I threw my toys out of the pram um and I was like, this is fucking shit. Like, why me? No, 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 And it took me about a month to give my head a wobble and, and, and realise, look, this is, I know it's such a cliche, but it's like, this is the hand that you've been dealt. Like, there's no point worrying about what you can't do. There's no point being like, I wish I could train because you just can't. There's no point being like, I wish I could still play sport because you just can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very much that kind of thing that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about clients who I imagine is, right, well, what can you do? What can you focus on? What can you control? Like, let's shift. Let's stop getting anchored in the negative shit and realise that we still can do all this stuff. Uh, we can still do. I mean, for me, it was quite literally steps and light cardio on an exercise bike <laughs> from, from training five days a week, playing sport on a Sunday. It was very much like, this is what you can now do. So yeah. that's what I did. Uh, that's what I did. I started to develop a lot of like, and this is where the mindset kind of thing came really like, th- this is where I-, I guess this was my like, holy shit moment. And, and when I really realized the power of a good mind, not just a good mindset, but working on your mindset, working on your, your own, working on yourself, like constantly. Um, so yeah, that was the first one. Um, then the second one was kind of when I realized that I actually did want the surgery because obviously it's, it was quite a scary thing. Um, essentially asking for open heart surgery, but again, it was that very, it was very much like I'd rather, and this is something that I'll talk about with clients. It was, I, I want, I've, I've got this thing about control, which is probably not unhealthy. It's probably fairly unhealthy, but I wanted it all to be on my terms. I was like, if I'm going to have to have the surgery now, I want to choose to do it. I want to walk into that operating theatre knowing that I've done everything that I can that I've that I've put myself in the best position um so again I guess the lesson from that is it's it's it all comes back to this idea of choices this idea of you get to make a decision and the one of the cliche things that I'll, I'll post about probably every other day in a caption is that things aren't your fault but it is your responsibility yep so it's like, none of this is my fault. It's something that I got that I was born with. Yeah, I probably made it worse by walking around at 150 kgs for X amount of years. But it, it's not my fault that I've got this thing. It's, it's, it's nobody's fault, but I've got to deal with it. Like, it, it's my responsibility. So I'd rather make it, I'd rather take charge of it than just kind of like live in the shadow of it. And, and it's something that I guess can be applied to most areas in your life, right? Is, is, is all, there's, there's loads of stuff happening at the minute. And like, without getting too deep, there's loads of stuff happening in the minute just with like cost of living and stuff like that. It's nobody's fault, but what are you going to do about it? Like you've got to do something about it. So that was that, that was uh, the second one. And then the third one's a bit of a weird one. At first I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to be using, I'm going to be able to use it to kind of empower clients and stuff like that. And whilst I do, I'm starting to understand, at first I didn't get it. I'm starting to understand that it is quite an inspiring story. Yeah. But then pe- people will say to me, oh, like, well, how did you deal with this? And I'm like, I, just, I, had, to, I had to, right? Like, it's, it's, I, I didn't choose to. Like, like, it was either carry on. I could either be stuck in December 2019 moping around and not done anything about it and hating the world and, you know what I mean? Or I can, get like, just get on with it and, and 
do it so clients will say and, and, and people that I'll have conversations on Instagram will be like oh it's, it's really inspiring what's your secret and I'm like I think something kind of switched in my mindset where I was just like well this is what you've got to deal with so I hate this idea of like be a savage and stuff like that but I had to go like savage with it essentially and just come to terms with it fast and 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 yeah so people the, the third realization is that people say this is really inspiring story like I wish I could be like I'm like no you fucking don't <laughs> you, you absolutely don't <laughs> heart surgery or no heart surgery like it, it it wasn't it wasn't easy but I'm kind of glad I did it because I do think that there's, there's a lot of good things that have come from it so yeah no, I, I love those three kind of like, again, the cliche realizations as well. But I think, you know, it you just you can never plan these things. You can never predict these things. And that's why when I always tell a client when they come to me and again, you might say the same as well. It's kind of like, you know, expect the unexpected. Like you never know what's going to happen because like you can't plan when you're going to get sick or plan when you're going to get injured or ill and stuff like that as well. Um, and I suppose like as you kind of mentioned like even though it's not your fault you do have a responsibility on how you react on how you change your behaviors how you action it as well so I think that's obviously one thing as well and I think the kind of like final question I want to ask you as well probably just to link in with that as well is that a lot of people tend to hire a coach when like shit hits the fan when they've hit rock bottom and again something I know you talked about before on social media as well is like oh, I've hit rock bottom, now I'll take action. Yeah. So for someone that isn't at rock bottom, but they're on the fence about coaching and if like they are going to get the value from it or get the support that they need as well, what advice would you give to that person that could be listening? If they're on the fence and they've not hit rock bottom yet, it's the, the advice would be just to have the conversation. Like if you're not at the point where you need coaching, I'm kind of into... I've got a foot in each camp about this because certain people will say like, oh, all great transformation comes from rock bottom, which a lot of it does. But I also believe if you fucking hate yourself, it's a negative space from the start and that's not a good place to start, right? Yeah. So it's, I, I get what you alluded to and I think we're on the same page here is that don't wait until you've hit, if you've hit rock bottom, you've not got many other options, right? Let's, let's get something done about it. But don't wait until you've hit rock bottom because I before I finally had this, uh, before I finally decided that I wanted to lose weight um, and had my own kind of realisation, which was actually nothing to do with the heart. It was just that I felt uncomfortable in public. It just So so that's why I started my weight loss journey is that before that, I tried, I know it's such a cliche, like a million times to lose weight, right? It's not like I, like, I knew I was overweight. There's no way that you walk around in that heavy and 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 don't realize that you've got to do something about it um but I tried so many times and each time was from a place of like self-loathing essentially of like oh for fuck's sake I better do something about this now now and not once did it ever work like not not, not once did it ever work so it's my, my genuine advice is if I could if, say to anybody what's your first step just start talking to people because you might not need a coach now but that's a good thing right it means you've got like you said, you don't know how long you've got until you hit rock. Some people might never hit rock bottom. Yeah. So if you're waiting to hit rock bottom, it might never come, which is which sounds like a good thing, right? Yeah. You, you're never going to feel fucking awful about yourself is, is a good thing. But yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting question because going back to what we were talking about earlier, you can't, it's not our job as coaches to tell somebody that they should want to change. Mm-hmm. 
So another cliche coming right at you is that whole um, it's the, 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 basically the, the suffering, the uncomfortableness of your current situation mm-hmm. has got to outweigh the potential suffering that you might have to go through to do something about it. And if it doesn't cool, great. Like I was 150 kilos for years before I realized that I need that. That was actually going to do something about it. I was perfectly happy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So um, yeah. Interesting question. What would yours be? Because that's, I realize I've just gone around in circles and not actually given an, an answer. No, I do you know what it's you, you've given people an answer, but I think you've given people kind of like, it's kind of, it's kind of like an open-ended question or I suppose like it gets kind of people thinking a bit more to be like, do you know what? Let's chat about it. Like, let's talk about it. And I think talking, you know, is one of the best things you could do in life to actually figure out what you want as well. But I think, like, as you said, like, you can't force people to change. If someone is, like, as you were when you were that weighted, like, you were happy. So, like, I'm, I'm kind of like, as long as people are happy with whatever choice they're making, how they look, and they feel like they're happy and stuff like that, like, I'm kind of like, you know, go for it as well. Like, like, my main thing is that people are happy, and that's that's all I ever want for people um in life as well because I know there's some people out there and I know there's probably people listening as well who are probably just stuck in a job they don't like they're stuck in a relationship there there's no love in they're stuck in just a body that they just don't look at in the mirror like and it it breaks my heart it really really does because like you know I was that person and that's probably where my my kind of my passion for coaching kind of stemmed from when like I started getting into fitness like I was actually living in Australia at the time and I was living in Australia and I was like you know, my physique was grand. It wasn't. You were definitely, you were definitely a Sydney girl. Um, I actually was. I was. Rem- I'm so. I'm so basic. I know. Um, no, no, it, it, it's the, the the amount of Irish people I met in Sydney is insane. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did Brisbane for five months, Sydney for over a year, and Melbourne for three months. Um, as well. So, uh, I've d- I've done my stint across all the East Coast as well. But unfortunately, yeah, I spent spent most of the time in Sydney. Um, but nowhere near Bondi. I was actually not near Bondi at all. So really. Yeah. No, I lived in Newtown. If you know. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So I did, I went over on a holiday, did the East Coast, decided I loved it, went and did my farm work. And then I, I hated Sydney. <laughs> I just did not like it. I was like, oh, the same. I just, I have friends and family there. That's why I kind of stayed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a massive battle with the Irish community, but I, I was walking around the CBD one day and I was like, I'm not moving to Australia and not being able to see the sun. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> like, not a chance. And then uh, I did my farm work and kind of settled in Melbourne after and just, never left until I had to yeah same literally like because March 2020 when the pandemic started I got made redundant from the job I thought I was gonna get sponsored in came back home studied personal training got qualified and now here we are so I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason like I like I could still be living in Australia right now but I don't I don't get upset about it like there's some parts of me that I'm like yeah I miss Australia like I like again I was living in Melbourne I know it was definitely my vibe yeah. But in a way, I'm kind of glad everything happens for a reason because like I would not be here coaching and doing something I'm way more passionate about as well. Yeah. And I suppose just to just to briefly go back to my point as well, um, about the the where, where my fitness kind of start journey started was not from a physique point of view, it was more just because I was sick of putting other people first, I think. I was just unhappy. Like my my life in Australia, pretty much for when I was living in Sydney, was just work home eat mm-hmm. sleep repeat and I wasn't I wasn't going out socializing I wasn't going out meeting people um I just felt like I didn't had no like hobby in life and that's why I started getting into fitness and I was like oh my god like look how look how amazing I could be like like how 
it, from a mindset point of view, I just felt way more empowered. I felt way more confident. And it just ended up being like a, a domino effect on the all the other areas of my life. I'm like, you know, like now I'm probably, yes, I'm, I'm and I'm at my most confident, even though I'm in prep and I shouldn't be, I'm not, I don't know if I should be confident about my physique now. I'm kind of like, look, my, my body's my job, I suppose, the, well, not my job, but it is kind of a job as well. Um, but like overall, like, you know, it's amazing. I said like how things can happen. I think for, for just get back to, the question of like what I would recommend to someone who's thinking about potentially j- just going about coaching is like, you know, you can do it alone. You can do your fitness journey alone by all means, but it will get you, you getting a coach will make things a lot more easier and feel like you're not alone. And I think you don't have to be alone in this journey. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to be alone in life um, as well. Like, again, I think people deserve to be happy um regardless of their background or what they've done in life. I think like, you know, you only have one life to live and it's like, you need to make the most of it and you don't deserve to be unhappy and wake up every morning being like fuck this is another week it's like yeah well you actually have a choice on how like you know again you have a choice to an extent obviously on how to be happy as well so I'm kind of like if coaching is potentially going to be something that's going to bring you happiness fucking do it yeah absolutely that's my that's my answer to that but um yeah but Lewis honestly I could talk I feel like do you know what? I feel like we could do a second episode because yeah. you mentioned earlier that you were like oh I just went on a bit, bit of a rant about the fitness industry I think we should just do a solo episode and just have a big rant and like therapy session about like the bullshit that we see on social media <laughs> I'm trying not to do it anymore Gen- genuinely like I'm just trying I know, not- it's frustrating yeah. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. But um, Luz, this has been an incredible podcast. I think we we covered so many different areas. And like that, I'm glad we just winged it and we're going like, let's just see where the conversation goes as well. Um, yeah. So I do hope you enjoyed it yourself. No, it was good. Absolutely. I'll definitely come back for another episode, but I don't want to rant about the fitness. Industry. Okay. We might, we might, we'll, we'll pick out another topic as well. But um, Luz, for anyone that wants to maybe like follow more, um, follow you more or learn a bit more about you where can they find you online uh it's just on instagram at the minute it's uh, at lewis l-e-w-i-s uh, underscore body and brain or to be fair yeah no actually website's live now you can check out bodyandbraincoaching.co.uk i was don't worry i was on it before just for this uh just for this call as well so don't worry it's up there it's live it's looking fab um first time but- i've actually been able to say that as well yeah oh it's exciting oh god guys grand reveal grand reveal but Lewis thank you so much for joining me on this podcast and guys if you have enjoyed this episode please do leave a review here on Spotify or Apple Podcasts um, and of course if you are sharing on social media and you want to tell people about how amazing this episode was you can tag myself and Lewis in your stories as well we love hearing all the feedback but until then I will see you all in the next episode <laughs>